Hello, and welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you for joining me today. Now, usually, I try to find some sort of story from my life or nice segue into each topic each week, but I have to be honest, for today's topic, I don't have a ton of experience. So, this is how I got here. Okay, so bear with me on this one. First off, we need to celebrate another awesome woman because it's Women's History Month. Second, during the pandemic, I became an avid fan of Korean dramas and subsequently K-pop. And with that, of course, came a love for BTS. BTS stands for Bulletproof Boy Scouts, or Pangtan Boys. And so, with that sound logic, we have landed on today's topic, Kevlar. Get it? Like, bulletproof Kevlar. I know, a mind in its wandering paths is a marvelous, nonsensical, sometimes frightening thing, and really, we can pretend that I got here in a different way, but this is how it worked. But let's follow the rabbit down the rabbit hole, shall we? Let's get going. First off, what is Kevlar? Kevlar is a synthetic fiber that is both strong and heat resistant. It was created by Polish-American chemist Stephanie Kolek at DuPont in 1965. The fiber is usually spun into ropes or sheets of fabric when it's used. It was first commercially used in 1970 when it was placed in racing tires. The Kevlar replaced the steel that had been used beforehand. The reason for using Kevlar had to do with Kevlar's tensile strength to weight ratio. It gives a whole new meaning to tenacity, doesn't it? By its tenacity, its tensile ratio, Kevlar is five times stronger than steel. Kolek had originally wanted to become a doctor. She took a temporary job at DuPont in order to earn money to pursue her medical career. But when she found the work interesting, she decided to stay. Kolek was working with a team at DuPont to try to find solutions to an expected gas shortage. Part of the solution had to do with tires. They wanted to make the tires lighter, but still keep them strong. The solution Kolek was working on was something that was actually typically thrown away, but she convinced the technician, Charles Smullen, to test it in the spinneret, and that test revealed that Kolek's solution fiber did not break when nylon would normally break. Although she invented Kevlar, Kolek was not involved in applications of Kevlar later. Kevlar 149 was later invented by Dr. Jacob Lahanji of DuPont in the 80s. This type of Kevlar is used more for armor, aerospace, and ballistics. There are a few other grades of Kevlar, such as Kevlar K29, which is used for cables, tires, brake linings, etc. Kevlar K49 is used in ropes and cables. A similar fiber to Kevlar exists. It's called Tuaron. It was developed in the 1970s by a Dutch company called Axo. It was commercially produced in 1986 and is currently made by Japanese chemical, pharmaceutical, and IT company Tejin. Interesting fact here, the UV component of sunlight degrades Kevlar. So Kevlar is rarely used outdoors without some sort of protection against the sun. Kevlar is also slightly stronger when it's used at a lower temperature. Now, you may already know that Kevlar is used in armory and ballistics protection gear, but you may not know about a few other uses for Kevlar. For example, Kevlar is used in cryogenics. It is used in protective wear for crews of armored fighting vehicles. Nimitz-class aircraft carriers also use Kevlar to reinforce important areas. 
Kevlar is used in firefighter uniforms for its high heat resistant quality as well. You can find gloves, jackets, sleeves, chaps, and more pieces of clothing that also use Kevlar to protect you from cuts and heat. For motorcyclists, Kevlar is used to reinforce safety clothing worn while riding. Kevlar is especially used and useful in parts of the clothing with extra padding such as the elbows and the shoulders. Kevlar is also used in protective gear for fencing, including the bib of the mask. Kevlar is also used in the padded covering that protects horses ridden by bullfighters. Speed skaters also wear a thin layer of protective Kevlar fabric to protect them from cuts and other injuries from skates and other skaters, especially should there be a collision or if anybody falls. In Japanese archery, called kudo, Kevlar can be an alternative to hemp for bowstrings. Hemp is typically more expensive. Kevlar is also used in strings for paragliding equipment, specifically the suspension lines. It's also used in table tennis equipment to increase bounce. It's used in tennis rackets, sails for high-performance racing boats. It is also used to line some bike tires to protect against puncture damage. Kevlar is the gift that just keeps giving. In 2013, Nike started using special Kevlar in shoes. It's also been used by Adidas in some of their laces. But wait, there's more. We haven't even touched how Kevlar has impacted the world of music. And when I say impact, I mean impact. As Kevlar has sometimes been used on marching snare drums. Using Kevlar produces a very clear sound because of the amount of tension it allows for on the drum's surface. Kevlar has been used in loudspeakers, in fiber optic cables for audio data transmission. It's been used for some bows as well for the stringed instruments, as well as some woodwind instruments. It's been used in frying pans, brake pads, as structural components of cars, ropes, smartphones, cables, and more. In fact, there are over 200 ways that we use Kevlar. Seriously, Kevlar is like a part of our daily lives. Unfortunately, however, Quillick had signed over the patent for Kevlar to the company and so never saw a profit for those 200-plus applications. DuPont, however, has seen the profit of several billion dollars. She was, however, rewarded DuPont's Laviose Medal in 1995, an award the company has not since awarded to another female. In 1995, Quillick was also added to the National Inventors Hall of Fame. In 1980, she was awarded the Chemical Pioneer Award from the American Institute of Chemists, as well as the Award for Creative Invention from the American Chemical Society. She won many more awards and in 2013 was inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame in the United States. Before she retired, she spent 40 years as a research scientist and filed and received somewhere between 17 and 28 patents. She also spent much of her time tutoring and bringing up other students. She died in 2014 at the age of 90. So there you have it. Turns out that there may be a lot more about your life that's bulletproof than you'd imagined. In little ways, looks like you're also a little bit bulletproof. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a great day.